Hello and welcome back to the Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the events from Wednesday, September 30th of 2020, and we are going to get started with the Belgian royal family. Well, you guys, it finally happened. Belgium has a new government, and it starts today, actually, if you're listening to this, on the day it was released. For me, it starts officially tomorrow, as I record this the day before you hear it. Um, And it's over. So this has been a... I had read at one point like a 600-day process, but apparently today it was being reported that it was like almost 500, so who knows where that 600 number came from. Maybe from like the day they called the election, Um, that seems to make sense, but 493 days to form a government. Um, So it had been basically formed, Um, King Philippe had his final meeting with the People tasked with the two men tasked uh, with forming it. Uh, One of those two men have become the new prime minister, um, leading this seven-party coalition. Seven parties. I, as an American, where I'm sure we have more than seven political parties, but I'm really politically knowledgeable And I can think of, like, maybe six. Maybe. Like, that's a stretch. I can easily think of five. Um, And so, excuse me. Um, So, yeah. It is bizarre to me that this is a coalition of seven political parties. And there are still political parties in, like, the opposition um, so yeah, it's, it's over. The final meeting happened today at the Royal Palace. I am interested to see what, like, the process looks like from here. Um, I've never watched Belgium go through this in, like, this kind of way. So I don't know if, like, similar to Spain, that, uh, King Philippe will be present for the swearing-in and, like, opening or anything like that. But... You know, stay tuned. We'll see. But after 493 days, King Philippe has officially formed a government. What a long, long journey this has been. Um, so, yeah, that was King Philippe's day. Now, he was supposed to be with Queen Mathilde on a visit to East Flanders today. But obviously, government formation is a very important job. And so he was doing that. So Queen Mathilde went solo to East Flanders today. Um, She started her day visiting the family-owned, I think it's a full-on dairy company. Um, It produces yogurt for sure. And probably some other dairy products. And so she started her day there. And then she visited this, like, 
production and event coordination company called Fisheye, where she took a couple of displays of like their most popular works that they do. Um, so that was kind of interesting. And then she ended her day at a like Chateau de Lyon. My French, or I don't want to be wrong if I say this, but I think in Flanders they speak Flemish. Um, God, I hope that's right. But anyway, I don't speak it. Um, and so I think that's right, the Chateau de Lyon, um, which has its origins in the 14th century. Now, there have been some add-ons and stuff like that, but there are components of this building that are seven, seven-ish thousand years old. Is that right? 700 years old? You guys, I cannot even begin to tell you how tired I am. I was sitting here kind of like between, like I, I've mentioned this a few times, I started a new job this week. Um, I got off work at 10. I, it is 1040 now. So I took like a half hour to kind of collect myself because I knew that I was going to struggle because I'm so tired today. Um, but I literally can't do math. I think it's 700 and I just made a fool of myself by saying 7,000. Also, not editing this podcast because I'm so tired. So you've heard me yawn and do math wrong. Who knows what else you will get? What a difference from yesterday's episode, huh? Um, because I was so hyper yesterday, I did not sleep very well and now I am paying for it. So, you know, yay life and time management skills. Um, but anyway, oh gosh, okay. Um, so yes, Queen Mathilde visited this chateau that is 700 years old or so, um, which is still impressive. Not quite as impressive as 7,000, but still pretty impressive. And it was just like a really good day. I am, of course, if you've been following along, you know how excited and nerdy I have been getting about this political situation in Belgium um, because I love politics so much. And so like that has been fun for me to watch. Um, and also like, okay, other countries are kind of disastrous, not quite as disastrous as, as the U.S. Um, you know, after our presidential debates now have to be changed because last night was so chaotic. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost over. It's not almost over, but that's okay. But Belgium has a government. The U.S. may not, but <laughs> Belgium does, so that's great. Um, so yeah, I was just really invested in it, and I loved watching it, and I'm kind of a little disappointed now that it's over. Um, but yeah, I'll survive. We'll get through it together. So that is what was going on in Belgium today. And now we are going to move on to the British royal family.
Today, the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall made a visit to Northern Ireland, which of course is part of the United Kingdom, um, not to be confused with Ireland, which is not a part of the United Kingdom. They, Ireland is its own country. Um, but yes, okay, so they were there mostly to learn about how the country has been handling the pandemic. Um, so they started their day at a museum that hosts a Florence Nightingale exhibit to honor what would be, um, like her 200th birthday or the way they phrased it was like the 200th anniversary of Florence Nightingale's birth. Um, which is of course seemingly very important this year just because of like her medical background and there was a hospital one of the um, National Health Service pop-up hospitals was named in honor of her I can't remember where it was um, the Nightingale pop-up hospital with the pandemic but um, Charles is the one who opened that so it you know it has a lot of significance um, so during the the visit, they were able to see that exhibit, and then as well as talk to the staff of the grounds of the botanical gardens that this museum sits on, um, to talk about, you know, like their experience in keeping things kind of running while a pandemic was happening, um, because... Wow, pandemics, they're just not fun. We're, we're not having fun. Um, so that was like their first uh, stop. And then they separated to go to different locations. So Charles went to the Henderson Food Company, which is a distribution center for like groceries and household food. Um, and of course you can remember all the way back to March when news of a global pandemic was just starting to hit. Things hadn't quite shut down yet. We were just getting a little concerned. The masses went to the grocery store to buy toilet paper, canned goods, all the things. Um, hand soap, all the things. Hand sanitizer, all gone. Um, I'm literally going through the things that, like, I also did try to buy some of these. I very inconveniently, personally, just ran out of hand soap right at the beginning of COVID. Um, and so I, pretty much if I find antibacterial hand soap now, I buy it. Um, and I'm becoming a little bit of a stockpiler of it. Because that was a not fun feeling. Um... But so this Henderson Food Company, of course, has been dealing with like unheard of, unprecedented demands. Um, and they have done some really cool things as well as experiencing all of this. Um, so they also like provided staff meals to local hospitals. They donated a good number of items to local food banks um, as well as kept up with the demand from local grocery stores. Like, amazing. So Charles was, of course, there to um, 
really hear about all of that and like just talk about that situation, um, which is of course so, so important. Um, so that was his visit. And then Camilla went off and she visited the Belfast and, um, Belfast and Lisburn Women's Aid, which is a organization that focuses around um, domestic violence. So she was there. She wrote a card to survivors of domestic violence that, like, they'll just keep at the center for people to read. Guys, I'm really tired, and that just made me cry a little bit Um, because the power of that. Like, I've known about this almost all day, and it just hit me what power, what, yeah, what power that holds. Um, it's fantastic. So, Camilla did that. Um, and then it was time for official meetings. I know I'm kind of flying through these things, but there was so much. Um, I honestly, like, I thought about not putting up an episode today because I'm so tired, like, it's not going to be my best work, but, (laughs) um, it was such a busy day that I think it's really important that we talk about it. Um, so we are, I'm struggling through, I know I'm very sorry, but I think it's really important that we, that I, I, for me personally, try and keep doing this every day while I'm going through this transition period for me. Um, so, okay. After Camilla's visit, it was time for, like, official meetings. Um, So Charles met with Northern Ireland officials, and Camilla met with representatives from Barnadol, Northern Ireland, um, which is a foundation focused on children and children's rights, etc., that Camilla is patron of. So that was the day, the Northern Ireland day. Um, I really enjoyed yesterday checking over like the court circular while I was recording, um, provided I don't get as distracted as I did last night. Um, so let me pull that up, um, and we will take a peek. Uh, so, okay. It is, wow, it's Wednesday. I just forgot that it was Wednesday. It's been Wednesday all day. Um, but of course that means that, Queen Elizabeth held a telephone meeting, um, her weekly audience with Boris Johnson, who is the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Um, And then it goes through all of the events held in Ireland. Um, And then, let's see, uh, the Duchess of Cambridge had an event where um, she met with members of Thrive at Five, which sounds like it's part of her early years project, um, as well as the director of Stoke-on-Trent, which it looks like is a city. Um, so they met via video link today. Um, so that seems like it's a potential project for the early years program in the works. Um, so that's what was going on in the British Royal family. And now we are going to move on to Denmark. 
in Denmark, Crown Princess Mary had a couple of events. Um, she started by delivering the 2020 Education Prize, which is awarded by the Danish Ministry of Education and Research. Um, so this prize goes to seven teachers in higher education um, for their exemplary work in educating the future. Um, so, you know, coming up with innovative ways to be an educator, um, even like specifically with like the challenges that teachers have had this year. Um, shout out to teachers. You are all amazing. I, um, just, you're amazing. So know that people know that you're amazing. Um, and there are so many people who cannot do what you do. So go teachers. Um, and then she also, Mary also attended the Danish Rainbow Awards, which is, didn't do a lot of research on this one yet, um, because pictures haven't come out. So all of the pre-work that I do for like the Instagram and the website and all of the social medias, I didn't get to do with the Rainbow Prize because they haven't come out yet. Um, so she, this is a prize or a award banquet focused around pride, um, the LGBTQI plus community and, um, of which like Mary is super supportive of and has, um, a few, um, at least one charity that she's involved in that supports this, um, which is great. Uh, so she came, she was dressed in like fantasticness and it looks like from the few press pictures I've seen that she did give a speech as well. So fantastic. Excited to see more of that probably tomorrow, um, which means that you'll be able to check it out in um, on the weekend with the Danish Weekend Review post. Um, so make sure to check that out. And so that's what was going on in Denmark. So now we are going to move on to the Netherlands. was a kind of busy day but not super publicized sorry I just dropped my phone on my computer if you heard that everything's fine but um like I said not editing this podcast so that's one of the noises you get to hear today sorry um so this is what it started out with King, uh word vomit King Willem Alexander held farewell audiences with the ambassadors from Saudi Arabia Italy and Ghana. So this means that their time in the Netherlands as ambassador for their countries is over. Um, they are either retiring or moving on to new postings and they will be replaced fairly soon-ish. Um, and then King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima held a farewell lunch for the former commissioner of North Brabant, 
um, or Noordbreband, which is North in Dutch, apparently, things I've learned today. Um, so the commissioner has already been replaced. King Willem Alexander met with the new commissioner probably a few weeks ago at this point. Um, and they hosted a farewell lunch for this commissioner who I'm guessing was in town yesterday for like the circle of commissioners to kind of do a handoff type of situation. Um, so that was today for King Willem Alexander. And then Queen Maxima also had an online working visit, which is her really kind of one of the first ones she's done on this level, um, with different organizations and, um, regions to talk about the idea of tackling debt. So all day I have been kind of checking in on this because I wanted to learn more. Like I wanted to know if it was personal debt or government debt. Um, like what kind of debt are they talking about in this context? And as of my last check, they had not updated the website. Oh, it looks like they might've now, which of course they did. Um, let me see if they provided really, yeah, okay, they didn't provide any information. Whoever is running the Dutch Royal House's website this week must be on vacation, which is fine, but things are not getting updated, pictures are not getting sent, it's, it's rough. Um, so all it says is problematic debts. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a, a personal thing or what kind of debt they're talking about. Um, but that was the situation. Um, so that's what was going on in the Netherlands today. And with that, there was nothing going on in Norway and there hasn't been any reports on King Harald. Um, so we're just gonna move right on into Spain. It was a ambassador day all around. Um, today, King Felipe received a lot of new ambassadors to Spain um, from the countries of Equatorial Guinea, El Salvador. I'm doing these for memory while I pull up my list. Okay. El Salvador, Mexico, Malta, Switzerland, and Paraguay. So he has done one other receiving of credentials and it was held at Zarzuela and like he was just in suit and tie. This time it was held in the Royal Palace, which is tradition. Um, and he was in like full gala regalia. So it was like a kind of return to normal. Um, they, the new ambassadors did hand over credentials um, but they did, have you guys ever done where you're like, 
you're sitting in a spot and someone else is sitting in a spot and you're almost close enough to hand them something. So you try and you do that really awkward stretch bend thing. That's how these credentials were handed over. So like both Felipe and the new ambassador were doing that like awkward stretch and bend thing. Felipe's really tall. So that helped him. But like it was awkward. Um, and of course, you know, sign of the times, I understand it's great that they found a way to kind of hold this normally. Um, face masks were worn, like it looked almost normal. And I almost forget what Felipe's face looks like because he's always in a face mask. Um, so that's what was going on for him today. Um, I, I know I mentioned this yesterday. I love ambassador credentials. So like this was a joy for me to wake up to, um, and just get to look at all of those pictures because I love it. Um, so that was his day. And then also today, Queen Letizia attended a meeting with the Spanish Mental Health Confederation. Um, the meeting was fine. It was great. It hasn't been widely reported on. Um, and that's because, and this is what I wanted to talk about about this. Um, that is because I've talked about the fact that Madrid has neighborhoods that are in like a light lockdown situation um, and have travel restrictions to like a 10 street radius. So their residents in these neighborhoods are not allowed to leave like 10 streets from their home, which is bizarre. Um, and the, the mental health, the Spanish Mental Health Confederation is located in one of those neighborhoods. So Queen Letizia is allowed to travel there because it is for a work thing. Um, and some of the employees were allowed to travel there. Presumably they do not live in these neighborhoods. They might, presumably they do not. And so they were allowed to travel. However, this meant, so Casa Real, which is the Spanish royal household, asked specifically that photographers not come to take pictures of Letizia arriving and that they would provide handouts, um, which they have done. They provided, at my last count, it was like nine handout photos of the visit. Um, I've seen one video come out from the Confederation itself, um, but it was not a super widely reported on engagement because of Madrid's lockdown, which I appreciate Casa Real following the guidelines of the community of Madrid to ensure the safety in these neighborhoods. So these neighborhoods are locked down because they're experiencing the highest spike in COVID cases. Um, and so obviously you don't want a bunch of journalists or photojournalists who are traveling all over Spain, not self-quarantining, which is, it, it's their job. Like I get it. They are being safe, but of course you want to follow the correct guidelines. Um, so it was really great to see that Casa Real was like, Hey, don't come. Let's not try and make this situation any worse. We know you like to come and do the photographs and like you don't want our handouts, but here they are. We will still provide you with something. Um, 
but like this is what we have to do right now like i i appreciate that um so that is what was going on in spain it's been really interesting to watch spain and specifically madrid go through this situation um, and how different government entities are following or not following these restrictions that are put in place. Um, sorry, another yawn. Very tired. Um, so yeah, that's what was going on in Spain and it will be another um, day kind of like today tomorrow where Queen Letizia is at a meeting and Felipe is doing something. I don't remember what he's doing. Um, but that is the day today. So we will now go ahead and move on to Sweden. Swedish Royals knew that I needed this to be a light segment. I appreciate that. No, I don't think it, it has nothing to do with me. I know it has nothing to do with me. Not, I think, um, but they only had one engagement today. So Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel visited the Karolinska, Karolinska, that sounded Russian, um, Karolinska hospital, university hospital in Solna to visit their ECMO center. So ECMO is a process of oxygenating blood through external artificial organs. Um, so like similar to a dialysis situation, but not, um, there are artificial lungs that oxygenate blood for people who are not able to do it on their own because of reduced lung capacity. <coughs> Excuse me, or lung function, which we're seeing a lot of right now um, with COVID. So the ECMO Center has become a pretty popular location. So this is the second visit that Victoria and Daniel have made to this specific location since lockdown began. Um, it was kind of one of their first out in the open world engagements after like people returned to things. So that would have been June ish timeframe when they did that. Um, so yeah, so it was a cool thing. I really was just enjoying Victoria's pink suit because I love a good pink suit um, and everyone who has one has like reworn pieces or the whole ensemble in the past two weeks and it has made my life so happy. Um, so that's really what I focused on today. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that is the day. You guys, we made it. It is now 11.03. This has been a very long podcast. I apologize. Like I said, not editing. Um, so I will talk to you all tomorrow. Please, please, please check out the Instagram, uh, The Daily Royal. 
You can also check out the Facebook, which I think is the Daily Royal. Maybe it's the Daily Royal podcast. Um, and the website, thedailyroyal.com. To, you can go through past episodes. You can look at past weeks of pictures. Um, all the things. You can do all the things. There are videos on the website. It's great. Um, and also, I fixed all the things that were broken. So that was fun. That's why I'm so tired. Because I stayed up very late finding broken things and fixing them. And then that's what I did all morning. There were a lot of broken things on my website, but they're all better now. Um, so check that out, please, because I spent a lot of time fixing things. So thedailyroyal.com. Um, and I will talk to you all. Let's see. It's Wednesday. So yeah, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Um, until then, have a great day. Bye.